are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, Social Babes. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so so excited about today's episode. Today, we've got one of my business besties, Miss Dupe Alaru herself. She is a powerhouse award-winning motivational speaker. We connected through Clubhouse and Dupe is actually known for her TikTok series, The Daily Dose with Dupe. She's so amazing, guys. She's so inspiring. And it was like a no-brainer that we had to have her here on the podcast to share her energy with you guys. So without further ado welcome girl welcome to the podcast yes girl you are a queen that introduction girl that is like my top five for sure so thank you Brittany you bring the energy I am super honored and thrilled to be on your podcast today and for those of you who do not know who I am like Brittany said my name is Dupay Alaru and I am a keynote motivational speaker life purpose and video coach and the producer of the hit video series Daily Dose with Dupay. And pretty much in a nutshell, what I do is I work with business women of faith to produce purpose-driven video content to grow their personal brand and generate income online. So Brittany, I know you have some questions for me, girl. Let's get to it. <laughs> yes, this is going to be so good, girl. I mean, guys, like I said, I connected with Dupay through Clubhouse. We actually host a room together with a bunch of other amazing women every single morning. Um, and it was like a no-brainer that you you had to be here, girls. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself and how you got started with your brand and how you kind of fell into this online space? Yeah, like to make a long story short, because it's pretty much a long story. Um, I started my career actually inside the classroom. So I was a classroom teacher for about four years. And each year that I taught, I was laid off. It was in 2010, my last layoff that I decided to leave classroom teaching altogether. And I ended up being, you know, hired as an education reporter for the Beverly Hills Courier newspaper. Then I worked a year, built the education section from the ground up, and then I was laid off again. So that was five layoffs within a five-year span. And in that moment, I was like, I have to find something else. And I chose entrepreneurship. And during that time, I launched my very first company, which was a K-12 tutoring company, where we provided in-home and on-site tutoring services for students K-12. And that was very successful, but still there was something missing that I was like, God, is this what you have for me? Like we were super successful. I built a six-figure company, but it just wasn't filling me up. And I don't know, Brittany, if you've heard of the app Periscope, but it was during that time, probably like my second year in our brick and mortar office, um, I found the app Periscope and I began live streaming and it really just took off. It was like one day my friend told me to jump on the, the app and I didn't listen for a couple of weeks. And then finally I was like, let me check it out. And I got hooked. I immediately started going live every morning, doing a morning motivation. And within about six months, I grew an audience well, actually like three months, I grew an audience from like zero to like 6,000 followers. And back then it was a lot. This was back in like 2014, 15. 
And I was invited to go to Periscope Summit. And I didn't at that time even know what like really being a social media influencer was, but I learned very quickly. I mean, just going to meeting like your community and like your followers and like other creators and people just freaking out when they saw you in person, like that was like new to me. And I was like, whoa, like, I guess I jumped into being an influencer and people began calling me a motivational speaker and, you know, follow me on social media. And then I started to book speaking engagements and it just kind of like spiraled into where I'm at today. That is insane. And when you said like Periscope, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's an old platform. Like I haven't heard somebody talk about that for so long, girl. And it's just so crazy to think how you kind of literally just fell into this because now we see you. And I mean, like you are the queen of motivational speaking. I can't think of anybody who does it better than Dupay guys. And it's literally just insane because we sometimes forget that people didn't just like fall into this earth, like doing what they're doing now, that it was actually a process to get there. So I'm so happy that you're here, girl, because you are inspiring people daily. And speaking of motivational speaking, like how do you even stay motivated? Like, how do you get up every day and create this motivational content? Like, especially cause I know we all deal with stuff too. So what inspires you? I love that question. Your questions are like spot on. Something that I tell my audience all the time is that I don't wake up or I don't step out of bed, I should say, without doing TAG. And TAG stands for time alone with God. So I wake up every day, even on the weekends at 5 a.m. And I spend about 30 minutes to an hour with God being in conversation, speaking out loud, like really conversing with him. And that really fills me up. I always say, you know, your morning rituals is going to determine how the rest of your day is going to turn out. And so for me, it's tag. It is right after I spend time with God, I walk an hour on the beach, which you know, because I'm always rushing back for (laughs) our daily networking room. Um, But I do these morning rituals and I've been doing them for years. And so for me, when I walk the beach, I'm listening to sermons, I'm listening to other motivational speakers and just really filling my cup up. So when I come back home and I'm showered and dressed, I'm ready to go. I love that. And I love that you just said that you're focused on filling your cup up because I think it's so easy to try to pour from an empty cup. And if you're struggling to figure out what to say online, my question is like, have you even done anything to fill your cup up that day to begin with? Right. Right. I love that. It's so true. And it's funny because I just feel like when I think of motivational speakers, I'm like, like your energy is on point. You're hyped up. Like you are telling people how it is. So with that being said, like, do you feel like there's, it's better for you to almost batch your content when you are doing these things? Or do you just like kind of speak whenever you feel it moving through you, if that makes any sense? Yeah, that's a good question. And the way I'm going to answer that is two things. Number one, like being a motivational speaker and content creator, those are kind of like one in itself, but then also two separate things, right? And so like when I go on stage and I'm actually speaking, whether it's virtually or in person, I do prepare my keynotes, right? Like I know there's some speakers out there that say they kind of go on stage and just kind of feel it, you know? But when you look at some of the 
big speakers like Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn, like it, there's preparation, right? I think preparation is one of the keys to success. And so for me, I always want to be prepared. And then I just allow the Holy Spirit just to guide me as I'm on stage. Do I get off script sometimes? Of course, right? You have to kind of be able to read the room. As far as content creation, I am better. I guess my content, I think for me, is better when I do it in bulk. And so like, I like to film all my content for the week, one day a week. So like, I'll try to like write out all my video scripts or like my topics and I will film everything all at once. And the reason being is because then I can just spend the week engaging with my community. I can spend the week going live on TikTok or moderating a room with you and the other gals on Clubhouse and working with my coaching clients, right? If I spend time filming every single day, it just would take up so much time of my day. So for me, I like to kind of do it in bulk and then slowly release it each and every day and just spend time editing every day rather than filming, editing, and all the other stuff. That's such a juicy tip. And I feel like it can be used in, in every industry. I feel like batching in general is so helpful. But I want to backtrack for a second to when you had said, you know, just like also inspiring others and really figuring out who you were talking to, because this is something I feel like so many of us struggle with. And I know recently you kind of repivoted your direction. So Mm -hmm. you kind of were motivational speaking in general. Now you've really narrowed in who it is that you're trying to serve. So with that being said, how did you find your purpose and align your brand with that as you kind of made that pivot? I love that. And you know, what's funny. Like I definitely just pivoted recently. Like, you know, like, right. Yeah. Within like, like two months. Um, and here's the thing, when you become a speaker, you know, there's everyone, there's a lot of people who use the term motivational speaker, right? Like every, people say like, I'm a speaker, I'm a speaker. And it's very like oversaturated in the sense where you really have to niche down. When I first got into the industry, um, I led with my story, right? Like we all have a story to share. And I shared how I was able to turn my pain into my purpose. And when I shared my story, the audience was mainly women. And I was booking a lot of women conferences um, and gatherings. And then when I started to book like business conferences where, where there's men and women or even K-12 conferences, I realized, oh, I have to tweak my story a little bit, right? And so I was still kind of gaining momentum and figuring that out. I got, I book a lot on speaking on how to grow an online brand. So that is one of my other signature keynotes. And I realized like, how can I merge the two? Like, how can I merge overcoming adversity and content creation? And it wasn't until this year, Clubhouse, where I really was able to get ideas just from hearing other people's pitches and really seeing how other people were able to merge multiple passions into one. And for me, it was really about communication with God, like going to get clarity and asking for confirmation and saying, you know what? I know how I live my life behind the scenes and it's God first. Why isn't my business in alignment with that? And I had to look in the mirror and say, what are you scared about? Are you scared that you're going to lose a following who are non-believers? Like, what is it? And I had to say, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm doing what I'm doing for God for the glory of his kingdom, right? And so I shouldn't care if, and that's the whole point of branding. Let me back up, Brittany, right? The whole point of building a brand is to attract your ideal customers and repel the others, right? And so I had to kind of take my own advice. Like when you try to catch, chase two rabbits, you catch none, you know? You can't be everything for everyone um, because then you become nothing to no one, right? So 
I just had to say, God, is this where you want me? And I heard him loud and clear, like, yes. And so for me, um, working with business women of faith has always been who I was working with anyways, when you look at my analytics, but I didn't make it like known. No, exactly. There you go. Like I didn't cement it. Right. And so I had to say, you know what, I'm going to cement it in, in my pitch, in my bio and everything and kind of do a rebrand, which I'm still working on. Um, and just help them, you know, find their purpose and be able to grow a brand through which I do best video content. I love that so much. And I feel like there's so much power in just narrowing down who you're speaking to. And it's funny because so much of like this, oh, I I don't want to like, you know, specifically target one group of people comes from like our own beliefs of like, if we narrow down that we're going to lose out on money or we're going to, you know, miss certain types of people. And that's not true at all, because I feel like if you shine in your glory, you are going to attract people who specifically are looking for somebody who brings God into the mix of their motivational speaking. And that's what makes you different than the next person who maybe is talking about something different. Right. And I think too, like with that being said, I mean, I am not super religious and I still follow you and I understand everything you're saying. Right. So I love that you said that not to cut you off, but there was someone, I have to tell you the story. I was, I go live on TikTok on Mondays now because I now do the room with you guys. I used to go live on TikTok Monday through Friday, but I was live a couple of weeks ago and I mentioned like, you know, like I work with women of faith and there was a guy in there so cute. He was like, Dupay, I follow you on TikTok and I really love your content. And he was like, but you know, like, I'm not a believer, but is it still okay if I like stay in the live and like join? Like, And I'm like, of <laughs> course. And I, it was so precious. And this other girl spoke up and she's like, you know what? I'm Muslim and I love to pay because there's always gems that you can take. Like it's, she's not about like what you believe in. She's just, that's her target market, but she's really for everyone. Right. And right. so it was kind of cool to see my, my community, like kind of say like, Hey, I'm not religious, but I'm still here because she'd be dropping the gems and, you know, and it's, So I love that you mentioned that, like your target audience doesn't necessarily say that you're not going to have other people outside of that. It's just to say that your main focus is people who have that pain point, right? Or people who connect in that realm of which you're providing your content. So a hundred percent. And when you get to speak directly to a certain type of person, it just opens so many more doors. So I love this so much, girl. And I'm so happy and excited for you because I want to say like you, you totally are standing in your glory. Like I can't think of any other way to say that. And you are shining so bright. And there's so many people who are learning from you every single day, myself included. So with that being said, I wanted to kind of jump into another question for you. And it's, what would you say to somebody who is asking, how to build their presence online. So they know their positioning, but they're like, now what, how do I build this presence? Yeah. I mean, that's such a great question. I think first and foremost, obviously is understanding your positioning, like who you are, um, who do you serve and like, how can you help them? Um, how can you solve a problem to like their biggest pain point? Right. And so if you already understand that and you just don't understand how to get started, my first thing that I always ask people is like, what is the best medium in which you want to deliver the content? Because everyone 
is different in a sense where they feel comfortable in how the delivery, right? So for me, I'm great at video. Like I love video. I'm super animated and dramatic. So like, like and I've always been. And so like for me, like video content is the way that I do my content. For you, Brittany, like it's voice, right? You're killing right. it on Clubhouse. You have your podcast. You're such a great speaker. I mean, everything about you is just spot on. Um, and so, and then there's people who like just to write, right? So if it's long form or short form. You like Twitter, you like LinkedIn or blogs. Everyone has to find the way that they feel most comfortable. And then you deliver that um, content to your audience hitting their pain point. So I think that's the first thing because I've seen too often and I help people with this is, um, haven't you ever seen someone and they're trying their best, right? But they're, they put out a video and you're like, oh, they're just, it's just not that great at video, right? Like you see <laughs> a lot of people forcing themselves like to do videos because it's the thing right now, but it's like, it goes with anything in life, right? Do what you're great at, not what other people are great at, right? And so you have to kind of find that out. Once you find that out, it's just about like creating content and creating the content around your audience's pain point every single time, speaking their language. I love that so much. And there's so much truth in that because I feel like we try to fit ourselves into these boxes that it's like, I always like think of this, you know, those like games for kids where it's like the shapes and you got to fit it in the right hole. It's like, you're trying and you're hitting the thing and it's not fitting in the hole. And it's like, you know, something like go back to your hole and what you're good at, because ultimately like that's where you're going to thrive. And that's not to say you can't become good at video, but if you're spending all your time trying to make video happen and it's Mm -hmm. not happening for you, or you're struggling to even film it, or you're like, listen, like I hate this. Why force yourself to do something that's not feeling good to you? Right. Exactly. And that's why it's important too. like the one thing I like about Clubhouse and you're going to notice this, there's going to be people on Clubhouse who's going to crush it, like outperform anybody because they're so comfortable being behind no one seeing them and they can just talk. Right. And so there's going to be people who are going to crush Clubhouse, but they weren't able to crush TikTok. Right. There's going to be people who crush YouTube and they weren't able to crush TikTok because they're more long form versus short. So everybody has that thing that they're great at. And I knew right early on that I'm just a short form content type of gal. Um, I wished I would have put all my energy when I first knew that that was my thing and not try to juggle multiple things. Cause I think I could have been a lot further, but we're not looking at the past. We're looking forward. Right. <laughs> but, um, it's one of those things that I knew early on and I was doing it before a lot of people were doing it and now everyone's doing it. And so it's like, okay, that's when you have to niche and really stand out because when things become oversaturated and see all these podcasts, right? How does Britney's podcast, you know, differ and differentiate from all the other ones, right? Like your social babes, like just like your branding and the way like you present yourself online, on and offline, your professionalism, just how your personality outshines. Like people are going to remember you compared to someone else who doesn't have all those ticks, right? Um, So I think it's very important that you find your thing and you just stick with it. I love that. I think that that is like, the golden nugget of this conversation is like, find your thing, stick with it, run with it and don't fight it. Like if you're good at something, like you were saying, if you knew that TikTok was going to be your thing and you didn't fight it, like I, 
I mean, girl, you've already blown up, but I could just imagine, right? And you're going to continue to blow up. Like that's just the reality of the situation because you're dominating that space. But with that being said, let's talk about TikTok for a second, because this is obviously your favorite platform. Tell us about the Daily Dose with Dupay. Tell us how this name came to be. Tell us how you started this series. Tell us everything. So funny thing is, funny fact, Daily Dose with Dupay actually started way beyond TikTok. So I actually started this series on Instagram and I started it back in 2019 or 2018. Um, And my intern at the time, her name is Carly, shout out Carly. Um, She actually came up with the whole, like she coined the, like the beginning intro, like Dupay, your viewers want to know. And then she would say a question and then I would answer it. And it blew up on IGTV. Like we were crushing it and we did it for like a couple years. And what happened was, um, COVID really <laughs> COVID hit and I didn't have interns and I stopped really. And I went to TikTok because I was like, how daily dose would you pay? Mind you, we were filming outside. So it made it fun. Like we were going to random places around Long Beach. Like you'll see me like riding one of those kid horses or like I was like on like a swing or I was like, you know, on a rocking chair. Like I just always had these weird like landmark locations to film and it just made it fun and exciting. Well, once COVID hit, we couldn't film, like all of that stuff shut down. So I had to figure out how can I still produce content where I don't have to be outside. And TikTok was a great platform because everyone just filmed their videos wherever and it was short and sweet. So I ended up growing a brand on TikTok, which I love. And that is like my main bay, I should say. And so, yeah, that's, and I just continued with that hashtag and with that name, Daily Dose with Depay, um, for two reasons. Number one, I started to be recognized when I went to events. They would be like, oh my gosh, Daily Dose with Depay. Like they remembered my name of my show before (laughs) me. And then I know it was so funny. And then number two, um, rest in peace, one of my good friends, Ryan Long, who passed away in 2020, Um, He was the person that really gave me a platform to really scale my speaking career. And he was obsessed with Daily Dose with Depay. He would bring it up every time I would be on stage with him. Um, And he would tell people, like when I would interview celebrities, he'd be like, oh, she's this hit person. Like he would just blow me up, right? And I'd be like so embarrassed, like, oh my gosh. Like he was like, you know, tooting my horn. Um, But he loved it. And when he passed away, I just told myself, like, I'm going to keep it going for him. Like I got to keep it going because that was something that he just saw big for me. So I, it's, it's for Ryan and it's for something that I, I definitely am passionate about too. Literally my heart is like, oh my gosh, girl, like so powerful. I couldn't imagine you not having daily dose with Dupay. Like, first of all, it's like the way it rolls off the tongue is like, so you, I love the series so much. And I want to say like the fact that you were able to find a way to pivot and bring it into TikTok. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Like maybe I can't do it the way that I was doing it before, but let me pivot with it and make it something new and fresh. Right. And I think that that's so inspiring because I think so many times we think as like entrepreneurs, if one road comes to an end that we can't like go around the obstacle that's there or like find another path to take. Right. Exactly. Yep. I love that. So what are some of your best tips and tricks for growing on TikTok? Because you have literally slayed this platform. 
I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm working on it, girl. I have some big goals for 2021. I should have done a lot more. You know, sometimes what they say, when you take your foot off the gas pedal, you know, you kind of lose some steam. And, you know, I, one, one tip that I can say is consistency. Like I made the mistake um, and I don't regret it because at that time I was in a very great place, but you know, you get busy, I'm moving, new relationship, all this stuff. You can't film as much, right? And it just doesn't become a priority when you have a lot of other things going on in your life. Um, and when you take the foot off the pedal, you kind of lose momentum. So one tip that I can say is once you start, don't stop. TikTok's algorithm loves consistency. And so when you're starting to post, like I was posting three times a day, filming 21 TikToks per week. And I went from that to like one a day or like even sometimes skipping a day, you, you slow down the momentum. And it's very similar to like, um, I would say Instagram's algorithm in a sense where, you know, you can be high in the algorithm and then you stop that consistency and you'll be dropped back down. Right. And it takes time to pick yourself back up. So I say consistency is key, but first and foremost, when you jump on TikTok, you really have to be mindful of who your audience is because you can get caught into like the trends and want to do all these dance videos or like trendy things, but then you're not growing a community who you can number one, get off the platform and connect with you on your email list or connect with you like on other social media platforms. That's where a lot of people go wrong. They make the mistake of doing all these trends, but then they're not able to convert them into customers. Yes. And so everyone who builds a personal brand online, I would say your goal is to build a community and to monetize that community. Right. Um, and so if you're wanting to grow a business out of it, it's very important that you stick with your niche right off the bat, um, because that's how you're going to start attracting those loyal um, community members on your platform and they will follow you elsewhere. And then you can kind of pivot into, you know, whatever else you think that would benefit your community. I love that. I think it's such a good pointer because it is really easy to get caught up in even like the wormholes of like TikTok, yeah. I want to say, because right. there's just so much on there. But I think the reason why you've done so good, well, other than your amazing personality is because you've literally always, your audience knows how you're going to show up. It's not a question what you're posting. It's not a question what they're going to see. They know and you've showed up consistently and you've created that sense of like, I guess the word is consistency. Like they know what to expect from you. I, I totally agree. I think that's probably the number one compliment I get all the time um, is my consistency. Like that is something. And then obviously like the inspiration, but if I can pull like consistent, like if I can look at all the comments in the DMs, people appreciate the consistency. And so I always have that top of mind because let me tell you, there's days where I just don't want to post or I don't want to create. And it's always those days where I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like posting this video on LinkedIn. And I will post it because I post on other platforms and someone in the DM will say, oh my gosh, I needed this video today. I was having a very bad day or this video changed my life. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, thank goodness I wasn't stuck in my own like right feelings. And I just kind of keep that consistency because listen, we all get caught up in the views and the followers and all that, right? To stroke our ego. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that if we are there to serve and to provide value, doesn't matter how many people watch your videos or like or comment or share. What matters is that one. And so you have to always keep that in mind. And I have to tell myself that too, because you spend time creating, you get kind of upset sometimes when your video doesn't perform like it's, it's supposed to, right? But I just always tell myself, you know what? 
if it's not, you know, 50,000 people that saw it and it was only 10,000, it hit those 10,000 people and it needed, and it changed their lives, hopefully, right? So you always have to look at it from at least if you can change one life, then you've done your job or you can make an impact in that one life. I love that so much. And I think it's such a strong point to lead with because you're right. We can get caught up in like vanity metrics, right? Like, oh, we want a certain number of people to like or comment or follow or whatever the case is. And it's like that one person is, is good enough. You're showing up for that one person every day. Lead with that. I love that so much, girl. And I want of course. And I want to ask you too, you just became a TikTok partner. What is that? Can you please explain this? Yeah. I mean, I can explain as much as I think they would allow us to explain. So like when I first got on TikTok, like in 2020, it was around April, 2020. Um, I was on the platform for a couple months and they reached out. So their community management team reached out and they had this new program for creators to create educational content. And I was not even like, I was probably at like maybe 40,000 followers or maybe 50,000. And they reached out and they asked to for me to be a TikTok creative partner. And there's definitely a lot of perks. And so what that entails is we create um, educational content for the platform And, um, we get like, you know, the perks like today I have a TikTok meeting. So we have our creator calls that are weekly. We have webinars, we do round tables. Um, obviously you guys, people see online that they send us swag a lot. They send us a lot of swag. So that's always fun and cool. Um, but what's more important is that we get to connect with other creators and they really give us like the insights, the behind the scenes and things that can help us like scale and grow our brands. Um, and you know, have, brand collaboration. So we're on the platform, like my, it it matters how many followers you have, but you can start to monetize your platform. So I, my TikTok videos are monetized. I could get paid every time I post a video. Um, And then also like we're in a portal where brands can reach out to us. Like once you hit over a hundred thousand followers, like you get put in like the TikTok creator marketplace. And that doesn't even like, you don't have to be a TikTok partner to have that. But I'm just saying like having all these perks have definitely, um, helped me see more of like how I can like grow my community on the platform and really provide like massive value. Um, and then what was even cool is that just because you're a partner doesn't mean like you're technically paid, but TikTok does pull from their pool of partners, um, for some campaigns. And I was able to work with them, um, on a paid campaign that launched this year. That was super cool. And so like I'm in their creative portal. So I actually did um, their video series on live gifting that you can see when you go on tiktok.com. So there's just a lot of cool things that TikTok does for the community. And um, I'm just very grateful just to be a part of it because I definitely see a lot of how they're trying to like shift like the platform and they're trying to be more inclusive and just a lot of like opportunities for women creators and, you know, um, black creators and, you know, just different ethnic groups, you know, and I just think it's amazing. I love that. And honestly, girl, like, I mean, good on TikTok because obviously they knew who they were dealing with and was like, we need her. (laughs) Girl, I appreciate you. And honestly, I think that, you know, what's cool about these programs that different platforms have. Like I know even YouTube has, I think it's like the YouTube, 
um, I want to say partner or creator program or something like that, but it's just a way for these platforms to really also get to know from their like MVP users on how they can continue to grow and just flourish their own platform as well. So it's definitely a win-win. And I think that they are so blessed to have you a part of this amazing program. And this has been such a juicy episode, girl. I've got one last question for you and it's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Oh, I'm going to have to go with my signature quote. I mean, I didn't make the quote up, but I always say it in my keynotes. I hope I say it right. Cause I haven't even spoken the quote in a while, um, <laughs> but it is from a Greek historian named Herodotus. And it goes something like this. Adversity has the effect of drawing out strength and qualities of a man that would have lain dormant in its absence. I should say of a woman. I should change that quote to say of a woman, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's so powerful, girl. Oh my goodness. It's one of my favorite quotes. And obviously my signature keynote is about like embracing adversity to experience change in our life. So that quote, it's about adversity, but it really hits home to say like, listen, like adversity is there to like make you stronger. Right. And so when you're able to kind of turn your pain into your purpose and create opportunities out of the things that you went through in your past, I think that is such a powerful thing. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree with you more. I think that that's definitely something I'm going to have to put it on a post-it note, stick it on my mirror because it's so good, girl. This has been so juicy. Tell us how we can stay connected with you. If you have any upcoming things we should know about, tell us everything. Yeah. So like, obviously my website, if you guys want to catch me on any podcasts or any speaking engagements, most of them are all virtual right now. You can just head over to dupayalaru.com. So just my name, D-U-P-E-A-L-E-R-U. And then just dupayalaru on all social platforms. So TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn are the platforms that I post on a day to day. Connect with me on there. Say hello. I will love to connect with you. I love that. We will make sure to tag everything in the show notes below, guys. Thank you so much, Dupay, for sharing your knowledge with us, for sharing your energy, for being here. We appreciate you so much. No, I appreciate you, Brittany. You are amazing. And I just feel super blessed to have met you. What has it been almost a month, like four weeks ago? (laughs) I know. I literally can't imagine my life without you, girl. I know. I'm like, I felt all of you guys, like I just, we have our little family and I'm like, you guys have just brought so much joy to my life. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to get too emotional. We're about to wrap up. <laughs> I know. Girl, I'm already crying. I'm like reaching for the Kleenex box. I love you. You're amazing. You. Guys, go follow Dupay. She is like, she's going to change your life. That's all I've got to say. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.